0: okay so we're gonna just go after god's goodness this morning um it's been a conversation that i've been having um with the lord for a long time especially over the last like month or so um as i started preparing for for this uh teaching this message i realized it's actually been a conversation a lot longer than that but um he's just kind of been highlighting it for the last several weeks um So I want you to think about, like, what do you do with the phrase that God is good? Like, 100% of the time, all the time, do you actually really believe it? Um, you know, it's all over scripture, like Psalm one thirty six one is one example, but it's throughout the Psalms, um, in lots of different places where it just talks about, you know, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. That phrase is like repeated throughout the Psalms. Um, you know, first John four, eight says God's love. Romans two, four says it's his kindness that leads us to compassion, right? His goodness is, is just plastered all over the the Bible. Um, but when I look back over my, you know, my journey with the Lord, I spent a lot of time not believing that God was good. Um, And I didn't even really know that I believed that. Like, as if you asked me, I would have said yes. I would have said, God's good. But when it came down to it, the way I felt about him, the way I felt towards him, I didn't think he was good. Um, So I grew up being taught that above all else God is sovereign and he's perfect and he's just and that superseded anything else that you could ever say about God any other characteristic that he might have Um, and that was really hard for me to um, it was really hard for me to reconcile the idea that He's also supposed to be lavishly good when if he's completely sovereign, that means he's behind everything and there's a lot of things that aren't good. Does that make sense? Um, so I would I would read through scripture and all I read into it was his perfection and his sense of justice um, I recently was looking in old journals um, from like ten years ago um, for something. I was looking for something specific. I don't remember what it was uh, at the at the moment, but I was. I know where I was at the time. I was in college, and I was. Um, I had gotten fed up with church and with God and with everything I had been taught growing up about Him, and I had. Um, I had just said I'm done. I'm I don't want anything to do with you. Um, and then I'd been found myself more miserable than I was before and I had come back and I'd said, "Okay. I'm giving you one more shot." And it better be different. If it's not different, if it's not extremely different, if I if I don't encounter you in a different way those weren't the words i had because i didn't even have like that expectation i didn't know you could encounter the lord but i just knew something had to be radically different or i was gonna be done for good and i said that to the lord and um and so then i i was going through like a period where i was going okay if I'm giving him one more shot, I have to like do everything in my. I have to do everything to actually give him that shot. Does that make sense? Like, um, I have to put some effort into it. I can't just like say, oh, you've got one more shot and then ignore everything around me. Um, I have to truly give a go at it. Um, and I had been having a conversation with. Um, my boss at the time, I was an RA, um, and she was like over our building, and she had challenged me. She said, "You know, first of all, she challenged me to get real with the Lord. Like, if I was mad and I was frustrated, like just let it out." And and then she also challenged me to go and read, start reading the Bible, and read. And mark down everything that stood out to me and don't stop reading until I get something, until I get an answer to my question. And so um, I have a journal full of <laughs> of scriptures, just scriptures. I just, un, anything that kind of sort of jogged, you know, pulled on me in some way, I wrote it down. And, um, and I occasionally I wrote down a couple little like comments or thoughts about it and I started in the Old Testament in like Numbers or Leviticus or something ridiculous Um, (laughs) but I stuck to it and I was pretty stubborn and I was going if you're going to talk to me you're going to talk to me in this Um, and um, all the scriptures as I was reading over it recently everything I marked was about his justice and his anger and his um actually that's not true i marked stuff where he was talking about his love and his affection but i didn't believe it what actually hit me the most was like his you know all of the that you're (coughs) reading through all of the sacrifices and all of the rules and regulations that he gives the israelites and that's all i saw um, I skimmed completely over, I might have marked it, but I skimmed completely over all of the um, the verses and the revelations of God's heart for his people. Um, so the danger of, of believing that God is first and foremost sovereign, um, and I run into this a lot, talking to different people, you hear it all over the place, is if if that's the not that it's not true but if that's the ultimate truth then that means we start we start making that mean that every event is orchestrated by him that everything that happens god's hand is behind and and he if he's not actually causing it to happen he's at least allowing it and isn't that kind of the same thing um and so then we start um, when we see or experience something that isn't good we have we're stuck if God's sovereign and he's good and then we see something that isn't good then we're stuck and we have to do we tend to either manipulate our understanding of God or we manipulate our understanding of what good means um, so we either concede that okay God that wasn't a good thing, but God did it, so it must be good somehow. Um and so then we start actually thinking, Well, what is good? You know, and it has no it has no meaning. Um and we use scripture to support these ideas, right? That God every good and perfect gift comes from above, so that must be good because he gave it to me, right? Um or we say, well, that wasn't good, but God works all things for good. So he brought that so that he can show me his goodness afterwards. And that doesn't really make sense either. Um, you know, why would I give you a gift that I know you're not going to like just so that I can surprise you with a gift that you're going to like afterwards? Like, like beat you down so that I can raise you up afterwards. Like nobody would say that was kind. Nobody would say that was good of a person. So, but we do it of God. Um, when we let here, here's the the nugget in this. I think is that we have come to often people have come to let the events that we attribute to God determine His character and what He is like, rather than letting God's character. Determine the events and the things that we attribute to him. Say that again. So we take the events, we take events and we attribute them to God, based on whatever. But we we find we find something. We say we think that God was behind it, and we take that event and let that tell us who God is, because we already think that God did it, right? So we attribute, we take events and we let those. Um, determine God's character rather than taking God's character and letting that determine what things we attribute as his hand being in. It's like you're saying you're letting the events speak for God. Right. Right. Rather than standing on who God is and the events aren't adding up and looking for God in the midst of it. Um, That's this whole like debate and... And where people get so twisted up about sickness, come, you know, I think uh, comes from this, where we think that somehow God is, like, trying to teach us something by, by allowing us or causing us to be sick. Rather than, no, God, God hates sickness. He paid for sickness. He, he got rid of it all through Scripture. And so when we have it, that's coming from the enemy. It's not coming from God. Um, so okay, you were saying we don't we don't want uh, events to speak for God, but instead we want what was it like God's character to speak for known character or, or his right. character to determine which events we attribute to him. Yes, is that right? His character is known by how if it's not by the events. Um. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get there. So, um. Some questions that I want you to ask yourself, and what I had to to ask myself is so, what are my core beliefs about God's character? And what character traits do I feel trump others? Can you say both of them again? Um, What are my core beliefs about God's character? And what character traits. Sorry. What are my core beliefs about God's character? Which ones trump others? And where did those beliefs come from? So when, uh, shortly after um, that time where I was, I was writing, you know, going through scripture and writing down things, um, uh, I left college for the summer and then I met Jana and Jana starts talking about talking, hearing from the Lord, like, like in the moment, like hearing him speak to her. And so when I, I started going after that, I was completely unexposed to it. And um, again, I, I knew if I was actually giving him a shot, I had to like test out everything that I came across, right? And so I was like, all right, if this is true, like show me. And um, I started trying to talk to the Lord and trying to hear from him. And I was talking to him about all of the, like the problems and the things I didn't like about my life and like, help me, help me, help me um, fix this. And I would get nothing. And then I would go out and to spend time with the Lord. And I finally would just be like, all right, I'm staying out here until I hear something. And, and every time he would just be in one way or another saying, you know, I love you crazy about you. Like the only thing I could ever hear and knew was from him was all of this like <laughs> these these love notes and these like affections and it made me mad <laughs> because I wasn't getting help on the problems that I needed help in, but I didn't realize that that was like that was the beginning of like completely transforming my view of god and and the character that i I thought he had um and the where things really shifted for me um I will never like forget this day I was I was um I was house sitting for the Spickas they were out of town and um my parents were also out of town and they have a dog and so I was staying at the Spickas but I had to travel to South Knoxville to, to let my parents dog out and um for whatever reason I was driving and it just started pouring down rain and I had never had this thought before but I just was like oh my gosh I want to be out in the rain so bad like I have to get to mom and dad's and I have to get back because I have to get out in the rain and I it was like the strongest urge and I'd never like had it before I was like where's this coming from like I mean I don't mind the rain but like (laughs) I've never felt like so like I've got to get in it. And um, by the time I get over there and I I let the dog out and I get back and it stopped raining and the sun's come out and I was just like, oh, are you serious? And I was mad at the Lord. And I had like gotten enough of a relationship with him that I was like actually communicating with him more. And I was just going, oh, I wanted so bad to be out in the in the rain. Well, then... Um, I decided to sit outside anyway and I was reading and the sun was out and it felt so good and I just like ended up taking a nap out there and I was like oh that was so amazing thanks I'm glad it wasn't raining and then the next morning or, so then I was like let's do this again tomorrow and so then the next day I wake up and it's raining and I'm mad again and I'm like I wanted to be out in the sun I'm like <laughs> <laughs> and he's like yesterday you wanted to be in the rain I was like I know but today I want to be in the sun like And, um, I just really, really, uh, gently, but like strongly, I heard him saying, come out with me. And I was like, I don't want to, I want it to be sunny. It's like, it's going to be cold. I just woke up. I'm not like ready to be wet. And he was like, come out with me. So I do begrudgingly and I get out there and I was still angry and i was like okay i'm here like what what do you want and it's like raining just enough like it's like it's a steady rain but it's not raining very hard like the day before had been a downpour and and he wasn't really you know responding to my rants um i don't know why <laughs> and um I was standing out there and he's going you know if you stand here long enough you'll get just as wet as you did as you would have yesterday and I was like yeah yeah and I stand there and then I go you know if I'm going to be out here the least you could do is make it rain a little harder and instantaneously it started raining harder and I, (laughs) I I remember I was like I, like, looked up, and <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> well, can you make it rain a little harder? And it I'm, I'm not kidding you. It starts raining harder. And m- my anger and everything just starts melting. And I was just like, wow. You really care about the fact that I want it to be raining? And... And so I was, I was like, this is kind of fun. Can you make it rain harder? <laughs> and it does. And pretty soon it was just pouring. And I was just outside, and I was laughing, and I was, like, running up and on the hill. I was jumping in puddles. It was like I was three and was out in the rain for the first time. And and then I was like, you know what would be really cool is if you would make it thunder, you know, before I go in. And I'm out there having a fun time, and then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to be done. And then it thunders, like, so loud, only once. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. It was so crazy. And then I come in, and I'm in the shower, and clear as day, I heard the Lord say, how'd you like our date? And I was like, what? And he was like, like, like a date. You know, like a guy takes a girl out on a date. Like, how did you like it? And I was like, that was amazing. And what was so amazing was that I didn't even know I loved being in the rain so much. But he knew. And I look back and I think, you know, my favorite soccer games, my favorite. I loved when it was raining and we had a soccer game because that was the only time I got to be in the rain because I had to be. But. And so that was, that was in there, and he knew it, even when I didn't. And so that started a, a 10-year dating relationship. Actually, it's not been 10-year dating, because we've, we've moved on from dating. But it started this love journey with the Lord. And any time that I'm, I'm tempted to go, like, God, what are you doing? Like, you are not being good to me. I, I remember that, and I'm going, oh yeah, you are like, you know me so well. So whatever it is that you're trying to give me right now that I can't see your, your goodness in, like, I know, you know, me better than I know myself. Um, so that's, that just like started the journey for me. And then, um, I still, I still had a hard time reading scripture and reading, particularly in the Old Testament where you read about God's judgment, right? And his his punishment and when people didn't do what he what he told them to do, like the things that happened. And then, um, I don't know. It's probably been two two years ago or so, maybe longer, I'm not sure. Janna, um, brought to our my attention this book Understanding the Whole Bible and she talked about it for a while and um said, you know, recommended everybody read it and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that looks terrible." And um I, I did not want to <laughs> did not want to read it, but I got it and I started it, and I am kind of embarrassed to say I haven't read all the way th- I haven't I haven't read very much of it in 2 years that I've had it, but um in it it starts it it breaks down um it breaks down scripture and it breaks down our beliefs about scripture like the different theologies and where different beliefs in you know what our current understanding of Christianity where all of these different things come from and um I realized like part of the a big part of the my disconnect with the lord and my understanding of him i thought that these ideas i had about him being completely sovereign and um never changing and um i don't even know uh just Almost stoic yeah these core character traits that i thought the that god had i thought those came directly out of the bible but what i didn't realize is those actually came from theologies about god and people are are creating theologies based on their understanding of scripture right but and it just all of a sudden it was like oh like if my experience isn't matching these beliefs maybe my beliefs are wrong um it talks about in chapter four. It gets into to Calvinism, and it talks about um, the these three kind of like core tenets of of Calvinism is that God is unchanging, which is true. God's character never changes, but we took it so far to say that that means that God never changes His mind. And so when He says something, like that's what's supposed to happen. But if you read in Scripture all over the place, He says this is what's going to happen. But if you do this then I'll change my mind and that won't happen, right? It makes it more um, interactive and relational, um, that God has no emotion. If if you had told me that I believed that God, like if you had told me or asked me if God had emotion, I would have said yes, but in all reality, when I thought of God, my picture of God was very, stern and and stoic and unemotional um in my mind that made him too human but actually it just shows how much we're created in his image the fact that god has emotion and we do too doesn't make god more human it makes us more divinely inspired um and then god is timeless so anyway i really encourage i'm not going to go through this this whole thing but i really encourage you to go to get this and to read it it gave me a such an understanding of where like i said these core beliefs came from and which ones i just need to let go of um so because it is by dr jonathan welton um, and it really is like a textbook it's like a it's used as a textbook It's you read a chapter and then it's got study questions in the back to help and whatever but it's an easy read and it really um, it's just brought a whole new lens um, for, for understanding God and reading scripture for me um, so I shared how I I would go through scripture and all I would see before was his judgment and his his um, perfection and the standard that he has for for that and, and now I was recently, um, I still am I've been reading through Jeremiah and Jeremiah is not an encouraging book uh, for the most part it's like where you see God's um, judgment on Israel really clearly but as I've been reading it this time all I'm seeing now is God's heart for them and his affection for them I was reading it the other day and um, the Lord showed me how because I've been like I said this has been a conversation I've been having for, for a while now um, because uh, I think Jana shared about this, this documentary series that um these people have made about people that have have left the faith of Christianity. And that are, there are people that I know are people I grew up with that I uh, grew up in church with. And I watched a couple of the videos and it just really, really bothered me. And um, I was, so it started this conversation where I'm going, God, like what is happening? And why does this bother me so much? Because their conclusion about God is not my conclusion about God, but it still is just like, there's something in there that's just really aggravating me and I got to know what it is. And this is what he showed me is like this, this where you stand on the goodness of God is so important. It's a life or death issue. They couldn't reconcile the fact that, that God is good. Um, They were letting, you know, like I said earlier, events and and experiences um, characterize God rather than letting God characterize Himself and then looking for Him in those experiences and in those circumstances. And um, I was reading through Jeremiah and I'm going, see, this is exactly what they're saying. Like, this is exactly what they're saying. Your judgment and your, you know, and He was like, it's actually just like a GPS. Like, In the Old Testament, people didn't have the relationship with God that we have now available to us through Christ's sacrifice and through the Holy Spirit. So God, you know, spoke externally and he interacted with them like a GPS. I went to see my sister recently in uh, Waco, Texas. Never been to Texas before. Actually, I have been to Texas before. Never been to Waco before. Definitely never driven in Texas before. Um, And I was heavily reliant on my GPS. And, uh, what it does is, you know, I had no idea, I knew where I was going, but I had no idea how to get there. And so if you think about how a GPS, um, interacts with you, it's like, Hey, by the way, you're going to be on this for a long time. And then a turn is going to come up, right? It starts giving you, it starts giving you, um, a heads up about what's coming, coming ahead. Like. In so many miles, we're going to be making a right-hand turn. I don't have to even know, like, I don't have to know what the street looks like. I don't have to know any landmarks because it's going to tell me when that the turn's coming up and when to turn. And there's another app called Waze. Have you guys ever used Waze? And I I think it's probably has a lot more functionality than I use it for. I just really use it for... <laughs> to tell me when there's a police officer ahead. Um, <laughs> but that's what it'll do, right? Uh, people, will, people that have gone ahead of you on the same route say, hey, um, there's a police officer right here. And so now you know I can either continue in the speed I'm going and risk getting a ticket, probably get a ticket, or I can... I can drop my speed, reel in my behavior, and I will go by that police officer just fine and have no consequences, right? And that is what is all, that's like the Old Testament. Like a lot of, at least in Jeremiah, this was the picture the Lord gave me. He's just going, hey, hey, by the way, the route you're on, this is where it's going to lead. And he's giving him enough warning and enough heads up to change directions, and he does that to us still, um, and it's not unjust or unkind or ungood of him to do that. In fact, that's it's exactly the opposite. Um, I think that this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, the attack, the the um, the lie of the serpent in the Garden of Eden ultimately was attacking the goodness of God. It was, you can't trust him. He's withholding from you something that is good for you. Right? Um, he, he accused God of withholding. If they had believed that God was good, like, tr- if they hadn't let, let the enemy plant that seed of, I'm not sure, if they had trusted who they knew God to be that he was good and that he was for them then it wouldn't have mattered that what the the serpent was saying was true, it was true that they would if they ate that fruit that they would that God knew that they would it would open their eyes and they would have the knowledge that he had that was true but if they trusted what they knew of God and his character and that he's good then it didn't matter because if he's if he's set a boundary, it's because he's good. It's because he loves me. Right? And rather than going back to, to God and saying, hey, this is what I heard about you. Is this true? They decided to test it for themselves. Um, and if I'm not answering your question well by the end, please uh, bring it up again or ask more clarifying questions. Because... Um, I I do want to, I do want to address that. Um, so for me, um, when I was putting together this message, I, I started, I was kind of going, you know, or I guess this morning as I was driving in, I was thinking back over my notes and everything. And I was going, you know, I thought there was going to be like a lot more scripture in this. Um, like where 's all the i mean obviously i 've given some scripture and and scriptural basis and whatever, but I was like, you know where I don't, it just it feels like it doesn 't have enough meat to it or something, and the Lord just showed me how it 's not about the scripture we 're not i 'm not talking to you about anything in the Bible being true or not true or whatever it 's about your lens that you 're using because as I said before like I was reading the Bible, and my lens was that God is sovereign and just and, um, judgmental, like, that, that he can't, that he can't abide sin so much that when I'm not in perfect alignment with him, he can't even stand to look at me, and that's not true, um, But I could read scripture all day long, and that's what I would see. Um, So it comes back to letting, first I had an experience and an encounter with him, with his true character, with his love, with his affection. Um, And then, that was the the first step. And then, I found this, this book, I found out where my beliefs came from. And in seeing where they came from, then I was able to let go of the ones that did actually weren't true. Does that make sense? Um, and then now I can go back to scripture without that and say, okay, Lord, show me your real face in this. Right? I can go through life. I can have experiences. I can have encounters and go, this doesn't feel like what I know about you. Um, is there something I'm missing? Like, show me who you actually are in this moment. Um, so rather than going to experience and letting that tell you who God is, you go to God in that experience and say, show me, right? Um, so over time, my, my core beliefs about God have shifted. Um, and to give you like a, a practical example of, of even recently, because I would have told you. I really believe God's good all the time until I came up against, um, you know, John D when he was sick and he was dying and he believed with his whole heart that God was going to heal him. And everything was saying it, the opposite. And I was going to the Lord. and I'm just going, what is up? like, what do I do with this? Like you, he, he believes he's got your promise and I know you want to heal him. And I know that you want to like that sickness doesn't get to win. And I I don't get it. And um, I was praying based off of the word that John said he had gotten. And the Lord just, One day as I was praying, he said, you know, you're assuming that if he dies, he hasn't been healed. And then I realized, like, I had in my head that the only way that God could be good is for him to get healed on this side of heaven. And that if he died, it meant God God hadn't healed him. And actually... That's the ultimate healing, right? Because he would have died eventually, maybe from something different. But he still would have died, right? And so... Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, I want you to, another question to, to ask is like, where... Are there areas, what are, the, what are the circumstances or the situations that could come up that would challenge wherever you are on this, this idea of God? What are the circumstances and the situations that make you question if he's actually good? And ask him to show you otherwise. So what I do now, um, when I'm faced with something that is challenging my belief about God's goodness, you know, I'm in a situation where I'm going, this does not feel good at all. Um, The way I combat, combat that now is to grab onto a scripture, a promise in scripture, and just keep like taking it to the Lord. Like for me recently, Psalm 34, we've been memorizing it as a group on my Wednesday Wednesday morning group. And there's a one verse in there that says, um, but those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. Mm -hmm. And here lately, every time I feel like, oh, I don't have enough or God, where are you? Or... I, you have got to do something because this is not working um, I just I grab that scripture and I say you said that those who seek you will lack no good thing so I need you to show me that I'm not lacking right um, or another good one is Psalm twenty-seven thirteen. I remain confident of this I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living it's a promise if I'm not seeing it then it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means I need him to show me. Um, and then another thing I've, I've started doing recently. Uh, there's a girl in that same Wednesday morning uh, group that she talks about. Um, I know God's going to surprise me every day. She says, every day I go, I know God, I know you're going to surprise me today. And so I, kind of half-heartedly, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start trying to write down, like, the surprise that you have for me through the day. And what I quickly realized was that, you know, I wasn't really paying attention, and I was, so I would get to the end of the day and be like, oh, no, I forgot to look for your surprise. Well, I know you did it, so. (laughs) And I'd go, you know what, I thought that I wasn't going to, I thought that I wasn't going to have time to get that done, and I got it done, so that must have been my surprise. And. He's like, oh, no, that was me taking care of you. Like, no, that was not a surprise. Like, a surprise is not just, like, meeting your needs, because he's going to do that no matter what. A surprise is, is something that takes you to that childlike delight that just makes you go, oh, wow, that was so awesome. Like, just because, just because was over the top it was something that you didn't even know was going to excite you like it sounds stupid but um, <laughs> like for me lately at work it's been a turtle a box turtle I've seen a turtle almost every single day and I go oh yes <laughs> like it's just so, so dumb but like the Lord knew that it was gonna that it brought delight to my heart um, so there's more there's always more um. Wow, what time is it? I wanted to give an opportunity to share some of those, the testimonies of God's goodness, particularly when you didn't see it until afterwards. Because I think sometimes we get into it and we think, like, there's no way and then afterwards we see how good and kind and gracious the Lord actually was Um, and that's not I'm learning to not get to the point where I lose my faith in his goodness in the middle of it Um, but being able to recognize but it comes from being able to look back and and see it anyway so I wanted to give an opportunity to share a couple of testimonies and then we'll see where I had another song I wanted to play but we may just hold that for another week